0: Please support The Bar by like, subscribe, and sharing my cast. Follow my social media at Facebook, Instagram, Gab, Parlour, Bitchute, YouTube, DLive, Twitch, CloutHub, and Rumble. Or join my Subscribestar. Make a donation by clicking on the links on the description box. I am a listener-supported show, so any of the above is greatly appreciated. Help me grow and spread the truth since the mainstream media obviously does not want to support truth. All links are listed on the description box. God bless you and enjoy.
1: Welcome to The Speak Uneasy, a safe space where cancel culture does not exist, because we are in a different prohibition era.
0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of The Speak Uneasy with your host, The Bartender. So, tonight's random read is going to come off of the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, verses 30 through 33. The people's covetous hearts. Also, thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses, and speak one to another, every one to his brother, saying, Come, I pray you and hear what is the word that cometh forth from the Lord. And they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as many people, and they hear thy words, but thy will not do them. For for with their mouth they shew much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. And lo! Thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument, for they hear thy words, but they do not but they do them not. And when his cometh to pass, lo, it will come, then shall they know that a prophet hath been among them. once again this random read came from the book of Ezekiel chapter 33 verses 30 through 33 the people's covetous hearts now my take on this random read um, by far I am not a prophet or anything of that sort I only do what God has assigned me to do and according to this, I spread the word of the Lord. Many will not hear. And by the time they realize that, that I have been trying to steer them into God's, into God's path, it'll be too late. That's my take on it. It's a very simple reading for me today. Um, I am not trying to compare myself as some kind of prophet because I am not. I am not. I am a servant of God. God has told me to spread the word. The word is what I am spreading. But unfortunately, not many will take heed of what I spread. Um people are very choosy in probably what I tell them or what I share with them I should say, cuz I don't tell anybody anything. I share my I share what my thoughts are. I share what I perceive to be as message from God through the through scripture, okay? Not not through my own brain, but through scripture. And you interpret that how God is talking to you. Now as far as this particular read this is telling me that although I am speaking to many people out there out on the airwaves again, Many people will not even they'll hear it they'll listen to it, but they won't follow through with it so that's my take on the random read for tonight. Wow, um my picks of random reads have been really really they've been really um really giving me warning about what's gonna happen here, and I'm not trying to put any doom and gloom or predict any future around here but Everything seems to be connecting with each other. So I don't know if we're getting really close to something huge that's gonna happen. I don't know. I don't know. I am just a, a normal person like you guys are. Um my relationship with God is very important to me. And if God tells me do this, you 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 bet darn well I'm gonna do it because who am I to tell God no? <laughs> I don't want to be struck down by lightning or anything like that. So, that is my take on today's random read. So, I have to kind of accept that not many people are going to follow through with what I share with them. Anyways. So, for tonight's cocktail, we are going to be making a coffee cobbler. A coffee cobbler. Um... I don't necessarily have a history on the coffee cobbler, but today for the coffee cobbler, it's a very simple, it's a very simple, um, cocktail to make. I do like cocktail. I mean, I do like, um, liquor and I do like coffee. So why not combine both to make an awesome cocktail? So for today, we are going to make, like I said, a coffee cobbler. This is a very simple thing to make. It only consists of three things, uh, one of which is optional to you if you want. Uh, this one is going to be a cognac-based um, cocktail. So the cognac of choice that I'm using today is a Hennessy, special, uh, Hennessy Very Special Cognac. Um, and I also have with me usually i have my own cold brew but man i guess we ran out so i went to the store and i got me some stump town um original cold brew and it's not sweetened it's just black so we're gonna go ahead and start making this we're gonna highball this which means we're gonna create this in in the uh in the cup that we have so what i'm using for my i'm using a mug i'm using a um Almost like a beer mug, a tall beer mug. Uh, we're gonna fill this up with uh, crushed ice. Okay, crushed ice. Uh, okay, hold on. I gotta work my way around here. I don't have a scooper, so I'm using this little freaking metal straw that I'm gonna use to drink this thing. To put my ice inside my mug, so just bear with me, guys. I'm working with with home equipment here, and soon as I go on video, I'll have everything. I'll have up everything up to par here. So we're gonna top this whole mug off with crushed ice. Um, <laughs> the reason why they call it a cobbler is because this thing is all, it's all cobbled up like rocks. Okay, so I topped that off there. And now um, we're going to put a, an ounce and a half of brandy. Or cognac, I should say. and a half of Hennessy. Next, we're going to go ahead and put, uh, we're going to put about half an ounce of simple syrup into the glass here. Right. And now we are going to put about roughly three ounces of um cold brew into the glass. So we'll put I'm uh, I'm 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 free pouring this. What I'm doing is I'm just topping it off. There it is. About man, that's more than three ounces. I'd say it's about four to five. So um, give it a little stir. Uh, give it a, give it a not a little bit, but just give it a stir because the the simple syrup went to the bottom. You want to be able to spread that out because once you start drinking this thing, uh, you don't want to have to drink all the sweetness from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? All right, there it is now now for the uh taste the taste test let's see let's see how this goes i'm not a uh, cognac guy i'm not a brandy guy but hey it's a it's a sweet liquor so wow that is pretty good that's good that's like um (laughs) duh i was about to say it's it's like it's like a sweetened iced coffee It, it is It actually is pretty good. Um, People might be particular about when they drink coffee. I can drink coffee anytime. Like, I can drink coffee at midnight. I can drink coffee whenever. And I'm not sensitive to the caffeine in coffee. But this is a very well-balanced drink. Like, wow. It, It makes a good dessert cocktail for sure. If you had something to eat and you want a dessert cocktail, this would definitely be uh this would definitely qualify for one of those. So there it is. Um the coffee cobbler. Cheers. And now for the show. So we're gonna go ahead and review a couple articles today. First article that I stumbled upon was from thefederalist.com. This one was written by Joe Allen on June 4th of this year. Headline reads Is grafting dead babies' scalps onto lab rats any better than child sacrifice? The horrors of experimentation on aborted babies are too easily purged from our thoughts. But they should stoke our national conscience. This article is about gruesome subject matter. So I take it that's their little disclaimer. And um, this is going to be kind of difficult for me to talk about because I'm a very pro-life person. Child sacrifice strains the limit of moral relativity, yet often too... Yet, too often abortion gets a pass. <laughs> there are various arguments why, but at least it's a debate. In contrast, most Americans are only semi-conscious of the use of aborted babies for medical experiments. Our tax dollars pay for it through the National Institute of Health. But often, but more often than not, we never heard about it. In a recent Newsweek editorial, David Daladin reminded the public that scientists at the University of Pittsburgh have been taking five month old aborted infants. Five month old aborted infants. Five month old aborted infants. Cutting out their body parts then grafting their scalps into mice onto mice or otherwise harvesting their organs for medical use our natural response is revulsion for the sake of sanity though our momentary outrage is usually followed by forgetfulness it's a difficult subject matter it's a difficult subject to contemplate so most people don't At least for long. When Daladin exposed similar abuses by Planned Parenthood back in 2015, very little changed. Most of us who heard about it simply recoiled in disgust and moved on. Meanwhile, Daladin faced felony eavesdropping charges for his undercover investigation and is still trying to appeal court orders to pay Planned Parenthood more than $15 million in damages and legal fees? Okay, so this guy faces felony eavesdropping charges, but Planned Parenthood kills babies, and they're suing Daladin for $15 million in damages and legal fees? Fees? I don't know what to say about that. That's upside down to me. Outside the activist community or his delighted detractors, his story goes largely untold. Any gruesome practice done in the name of medicine is subject to the ethical scrutiny of experts of course but the experts are usually the ones conducting them most observers have no power over the situation if they knew about it all similarly most people rarely think about the dark acts occurring daily in abortion clinics right or the child sacrifices taking place today in uganda south africa and elsewhere Effectively, these horrors exist outside the public's moral framework. Meanwhile, the horrors of abortion have become too normalized. Yes, they have. They have. They they have. I don't know what to say about that statement. A recent Pew poll found 59% of Americans support allowing abortions to remain legal while only 39% oppose it. That opposition is heavily skewed towards white evangelicals. Even even among Catholic uh, respondents, more than half favored legalization. What the f- As you'd expect, older generations are more concerned than young people although the majority in every age bracket was pro abortion what is going on man i mean seriously what has happened where the great w- 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 majority of every age bracket was pro abortion what's going on here I'm aware, I'm unaware of any public opinion polls on child sacrifice, but I think it's fair to say almost no Americans would favor throwing infants onto temple fires, even for the benefit of the community. You know, I almost, I, I almost think that that's a more humane way of doing things as opposed to freaking harvesting babies and killing them on purpose. I don't know. I mean, either way is bad. I don't know. For one thing, modern, few modern Americans believe that gods re- require human blood to make the crops grow or keep the sun on its course. Beyond that logical reasoning, though, we're morally conditioned from childhood to believe human beings deserve better. And we do. We're God's children. We do. We deserve the best. We're made in the image of God. Don't we deserve the best? Don't we deserve to go to the moon? Don't we deserve to take this a step further into humanity and see where this goes? Part of the shift in attitudes toward pregnancy termination, is that what they call it now, pregnancy termination? It's, it's more—it's murder to me. It's baby murder to me. I call it baby murder is due to pop science narratives. For instance, because a newly conceived embryo has not developed a nervous system with pain receptors, this living being is easily seen as a mere clump of cells. It takes real effort to imagine what the baby's experience might be like, so it's easy to pretend it has no soul. Really. I think we're given a soul before we were even born, to be honest. Then again, science also reveals that by seven weeks, a fetus has formed free nerve endings. By this time, the spinal cord and thalamus are sufficiently developed to receive nerve impulses during discomfort, including discomfort. Some of the children used in the University of Pittsburgh experiments were at 22 weeks of development when they were killed and mutilated. Some of, let me read this again. Some of the children, because they've already called it children, used in the University of Pittsburgh experiments were at 22 weeks of development when they were killed and mutilated. There's every reason to believe these tiny people are fully capable of experiencing pain. Nevertheless, those who stand to benefit decide such pain is worth the sacrifice. The comparison of abortion to child sacrifice is a common polemic, largely because there's no satisfactory answer for why the two are fundamentally different. In many historical rituals, uh, murders across the globe, the purpose wasn't purely malicious. Aztecs, Mayans, Incas, Canaanites, Polynesians, the ancient Chinese, various African tribes, and probably the Celts were all willing to make a trade-off. Kill innocent people for the perceived benefit to the community. Well, we're not living in those times anymore, are we? I mean, last time we checked, we're in 2021, and we're supposed to be civilized right now, right? It ain't the Dark Ages anymore. I don't know. They may have believed that back then, but I, I I, think we've evolved to more, I don't know, something more better. I mean, we're able to develop all this technology now, supposedly. Are we going backwards? I think we are going backwards. I, I think we are. The logic for abortion at its core is pretty much the same. Women have various reasons for wanting to terminate pregnancy, as do men. But it ultimately snuffs out an innocent life so other people's lives can proceed unencumbered. Well, sorry for the inconvenience. Maybe if you were a little bit more responsible, right? Let me keep going because maybe... We'll discuss this when I'm done. Even in the most difficult circumstances, such as incest or rape, the infant's life is being sacrificed for the benefit of other people. The same principle is at work in this kind of medical research, but with a seductive twist. The purpose of the child's sacrifice is to benefit other people, but the results are more readily demonstrated. In one of the University of Pittsburgh's experiments, tissues were scraped from the livers of infants at 22 weeks of gestation and injected into liver disease patients. The researchers hope to use similar cell-based treatments to rejuvenate the withered livers of anyone who can afford it. I don't know how I can continue reading this. I, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have because we need to hear this. We need to hear what's going on. The rhetoric we've heard many times this past year, if we can save just one life, is at play here in its most twisted form, ignoring the fact that such medical research costs the lives of countless unborn children. Unfortunately, that's the way it is, huh I mean, as far as me reading this article this is um it's it's unfortunate that it's come to this. Another study published in Nature shows pictures of infant scalping scalps growing on the backs of pitiful rodents. What the f- The viewer knows the soft hair should be growing on a child's head but isn't. The conscience revolts. The spell is broken. You begin to wonder whether any potential benefit to those who are alive are worth some time something like this. Jeez. It's a deeply moral question arising from an innate sense of fairness. Surely, there were Aztecs who witnessed the bloody spectacle and thought it might be better to let the sun go dark. I've known a number of women who've had abortions. And for most, the emotional price of their newfound freedom was far greater than they'd ever imagine. I also know laboratory techs all women who still weep after euthanizing lab mice. The reality is that many Americans benefit from human cruelty, directly or indirectly, be it from wars of aggression or hellish factory farms. In the case of research on aborted infants and humanized mice, oh gosh, man, it's possible countless lives could be saved by the resulting information. So the moral concern shifts away from the invisible innocence towards more immediate desires. Yet, when confronted with the brutal truth behind these actions, Something in the soul recoils. I would hope so. We should heed the awakened voices. In the moment it goes silence in the moment it goes silent, we cease to be fully human. Once again that was from the Federalist dot com, written by Joe Allen, published on June fourth of this year. So, let's discuss this article. Um, I'm a very pro-life person. Uh, and it doesn't matter what situation happens. Even if it was a rape victim, um, it's it's not the baby's fault. It's not. So, why kill the baby? Okay? Uh, you don't know... What potential lies for that person you don't know if they're able to make a big huge change in this world that could be very very positive it may be negative too sure it it could go anyway up or down right I was once thrown this question and the question was something to the effect of if I was able to travel back in time knowing all the information I know now, and I happen to stumble upon Hitler as a baby, would I kill Hitler or not? My answer? I would not. Um, and the reason why I say this, even though a lot of people would beg to differ as a uh as far as like for the for the for the greater good i guess um i i couldn't kill i couldn't kill a baby for one for two um what purpose does that i mean who am i who am i to have that kind of power over somebody I'm nobody. I'm God's servant. I would like to equate this to something to the effect... I'd like to make a comparison. Like, that's, that's above my pay grade because it really is. I am not the judge of anybody. I don't decide who lives or dies, except the only time I think deciding whether somebody lives or dies is when you have to protect life as far as like imminent danger. And a good example of that is if I was at a, I don't know, like a grocery store with my family and there was an active shooter, um, I would feel obligated to protect my family and innocent lives in that instance, I would be compelled to stop the threat, okay. Um, If the person lived or dies, that's on the fate of him or her, but if I had to protect and preserve life, innocent life, including my own and my family's, I would do what I can to stop the threat. What happens after that is beyond me. That would be between that person and God. This is just me thinking. That's the only time I feel that it's it's proper uh, for the greater good, in imminent danger. Now, when it comes to a little baby, and you already know what what future holds for this little baby, it's I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, for one, the baby can't say anything. For two, the baby can't defend itself. What does that make me? Better than he? Better than what they? Better than him? No, it doesn't make me better. It puts me in the same level. That's just my opinion. That's just the way I see it now as far as like rape victims or incest victims that's a very difficult choice or even if, if the, mo- the mother is in danger of losing her life it's a very difficult thing to uh, fathom but I would think the, the right thing to do is to give the baby up for adoption only because there are so many uh, couples out there who are not able to have kids. And, you know, it's it seems to be more common than it used to. Many couples cannot have children. And I think the reason for that is a lot of... Um, Stuff that a lot of toxins that we're exposed to out there in the world every day, every minute, every second, every hour, every every week, every month, every year, however you want to break it down. I honestly think that there's a lot of toxins out there that are. And, you know, I. I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist. But if there is a plan on the Georgia Guidestones to depopulate. The human race. I think people not having kids is part of that plan. Yes or no? Just saying. And another thing that uh, the another angle that I can see on this is that uh, look, we're not we're not car parts. We're not car parts. Okay, you don't harvest children. You don't harvest human beings. Kill them on purpose and use them as body parts. <laughs> you you think we're I don't know you I don't know whatever car parts store you go to is that what we look like to you? it's, it's absolutely sickening. It really is. It's absolutely sickening, and it stuns me. It stuns me. I, I think these people are not even human to be honest they're, they're not human and, and and the nerve of these scientists to even play God so to say I, I believe one day that they will have to make their own maker and we'll see what kind of punishment they get I'm pretty sure the punishment for that is going to be really, it's going to be way worse than what they put those little unborn babies through the nerve of these people killing purposely killing these babies and you know as far as like uh, having an oopsie oopsie baby look that's irresponsibility that's irresponsibility how is it the baby's fault that's not the baby's fault that's your fault so you got two things you got to do right you got two choices here This is my opinion of what what your choices are. You either stick around, raise that kid right, erase all the wrongs you've done to produce somebody better than yourself. Or you give the baby up for adoption and give to a family that is more loving and caring and who is more financially stable that is willing to give their all to this kid to raise somebody right. Those are the two choices you have. I mean, personally for me, if I ever messed up in my life, I, I always had to deal with the responsibility of the consequences, no matter what it was. I had to face the music. Sometimes it may you know sometimes it makes me a better person having to face the music. I don't know. Having kids for sure changes your perspective about life. It sure does. If you are a godly person, if you are a caring person, if you are a responsible person, if you have that conscience in your heart, when you have your own child, you look at things very differently. You start to care more if you're a very responsible person and a very godly and loving person you start to look at things less about yourself and more about the child you do I make sacrifices for my my, my, my children all the time I travel back and forth for work I hate it but I love my family and I'm willing to go to hell and back for my family. So, I don't know. That's my take on this article. It's a hard thing to to fathom because it has been accepted, not by me, but as a, as a society in all. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of pro life people out there. But but you people can understand what I'm saying as far as it's gone far off the edge already cuz it, it it's been this is accepted and we shouldn't be accepting this we shouldn't and to combine children's own organs with animals that's another that's another sickness in itself i don't know it's another that's another psychological thing going on in your brain As far as the scientist goes. I thought science was to find out the answers to better mankind. Not to freaking take us back and do evil things. But I guess there's a special place in hell for you people, right? That decide that you want to play God. I don't know. That's just me thinking out loud. So I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And then when we get back, we'll discuss another article that I found. So I will uh, speak to you after the break. And we're back. So the next article of discussion that we have today comes from thegatewaypundit.com. This one was written by Jim Hoft, published on June 6th of this year. Mind you, I might uh, change a person's name or two. Just because uh, I feel like doing it, and it's my show, and I can do whatever the F I want uh, as far as how I read these things. It will be to accuracy except for this one person's name. Article reads, it's worse than we thought. Finocchio (laughs) and top U.S. doctors caught. They conspired to disqualify hydroxychloroquine as Charlie Victor treatment, millions dead as a result. The Gateway Pundit has reported extensively this past year on the effects of hydroxychloroquine in treating the Charlie Victor 1-9 virus. We knew that Dr. Tony Fanocchio, and the medical elites conspired to ban the use of this very successful drug. We reported earlier on how Dr. Finocchio used bogus studies to disqualify HCQ in treating Charlie Victor. <laughs> Oops, almost. As previously reported, it's been over a year since the WHO declared the Charlie Victor a pandemic after originally downplaying the threat it is no secret that both the disease and the response to combat it following the SARS COV2 outbreak in late 2019 have turned our world upside down yeah <laughs> yeah you think you got a people out there who are just nuts about this thing now even uh, let me read this first and i can I, i i can go on my soapbox afterwards mandates lockdowns and guidelines seem to change every time dr finocchio opens his mouth and when his nose grows all of these unprecedented rules were put into place We were told to slow down the spread of the disease that today is linked to the death of over half a million Americans and 3.7 global citizens in the last year. Yeah, if only you guys knew that they label every death of that thing, huh? They labeled every... Even if you got into like a motorcycle accident, they'd label people died of Charlie Victor. You would think that researchers would have concentrated on prophylactic and therapeutic solutions of this disease especially since this disease is a death sentence for the elderly the obese those with pre-existing conditions the charlie victor doctors have forced children to avoid school mask up and get vaxed, vaccinated sick doctors One would think that after all this time there would be a consensus in the hospitals, in the nursing homes, and in other treatment centers on how to treat a Charlie Victor positive patient or resident. This is not the case. There is still no agreed upon treatment plan for elderly patients to catch Charlie Victor to assist in their recovery. The CDC and Dr. Fanocchio ignored treatment plans for Charlie Victor patients unless the person was under severe distress. Cardiologist and professor of medicine Peter McCullough testified in Texas of all states earlier this year. Dr. McCullough sees Charlie Victor patients and says 85% of Charlie Victor patients given multi-drug treatment plan recover from the disease. With complete immunity, McCullough added, "The pandemic could have been, could have been over by now." He says, "If those who tested positive for Charlie Victor had been immediately treated before they fell ill enough to be hospitalized." Excuse me for that burp. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. He also says that thousands could have been, and still could be saved. In the treatment protocol, he and other physicians use were not suppressed. Well, well, well. Well, if you're suppressed, you're hitting the right target. You're, 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 you're on point. Dr. Finocchio and the CDC and who suppressed this effective treatment plan and others. And hundreds of thousands of innocents died and now this the charlie19hcq.com website tracks all of the international studies of on hydroxychloroquine and its effects on the charlie victor there is a there is now a new study and the result, and the results are shocking HCQ for Charlie Victor 1-9, real-time meta-analysis of 245 studies. HCQ is not effective when used very late with high dosage. dosages over a long period of uh, during, am oh, sorry, over a long period. Effectiveness improves with earlier usage and improving dosing, but early treatment consistently shows positive effects. That's the science. TGP contributor Larry Johnson touched on this on Wednesday, Wednesday night, and took excerpts from Headline USA's reports on Dr. Finocchio's emails regarding hydroxychloroquine. But the emails also showed that Finocchio was more in the loop. Then he let on concerning some of the Trump administration's purpose treatment solutions. He notoriously second-guessed then President Donald Trump during a press conference statement about the benefits of using hydroxychloroquine. Finocchio refuted Trump President Trump in a White House press conference on March twenty-fifth. Although Finocchio seemed taken. and insisted that the anecdotal claims had yet to be conclusively studied. A month earlier, he had been looped into an email to Pence on February 29th in which a pair of Oklahoma physicians extensively discussed their research on it. Finocchio also responded to a February 24th inquiry that noted that China had been reporting about its clinical studies with the drug. Is there any indication or data to substantiate this claim from China attached publication that chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, can decrease Charlie Victor one infections in lung disease? Wrote Maryland pharmacologist Philip Gotti. Finocchio's passive reply echoed what he would later convey on the national stage. There is no data in this brief report, and so I have no way of evaluating their claim, he wrote dismissively. There are a lot of types of claims going around, he continued. I would love to see their data. Then in May, Dr. Finocchio told CNN that hydroxychloroquine was actually quote, dangerous and ineffective. Dr. Finocchio told CNN uh, hydroxychloroquine was actually dangerous when used as a prophylactic against Charlie Victor. Hydroxychloroquine had been used safely for 65 years in millions of patients. And so when the message was crafted that the drug is safe for its other uses but dangerous when used for Charlie Victor 1-9. This statement made headlines throughout the fake new media and it was a complete lie. After Finocchio's statement on hydroxychloroquine, the tech giants began censoring any mention of the drug. The media mocked President Trump and anyone who suggested the drug was safe and effective. Doctors treating charlie victor patients were suspended from their social media accounts well 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 of course they did it's what happens when you speak the truth you just get canceled out You just get canceled out can't tell the truth no more report on dumb stuff It was all based on a lie perpetrated by Dr. Anthony Finocchio. Now, there is more information that is that it was not just Finocchio, but all of the top US medical leaders who were in on the hydroxychloroquine lie. Dr. Meryl Nas, MD, broke this story in The Defender. According to Dr. Noss, the top health officials were all in on the conspiracy against hydroxychloroquine. So, who are the ones who are actually spreading conspiracy out there? Not the truth tellers. No, no, no. Finocchio runs the NIAID. Collins in the NIH director, or Collins is the NIH director normally uh nominally nominally, Finocchio's boss, and Farrar is director of the Welcome Trust. The names that these guys use, man, very misleading. Trust, Whoa. and and the well, the way Welcome is spelled is with two L's, like well, like wellness. I don't know. Farrar also signed the Lancet letter. And he is chair of the Who's Who's R&D Blueprint Scientific Advisory Group, which put him in the driver's seat of the Who's Solidarity Trial in which 1,000 unwitting subjects were overdosed with hydroxychloroquine in order to sink the use of that drug for Charlie Victor. Farrar had worked in Vietnam where there was lots of malaria and he had also been involved with SARS-1 there. He additionally was central in setting up the UK recovery trial where 1,600 subjects were overdosed with hydroxychloroquine. Even if Farrar didn't have some idea of the proper dose of chloroquine drugs from his experience in Vietnam, he Finocchio and Collins would have learned about such overdoses after Brazil told the world about how they mistakenly overdosed patients in a trial of chloroquine for Charlie Victor. The revelation was made in an article published by the JAMA in mid-April 2020. 39% of the subjects in Brazil who were given high doses of chloroquine died. Average age, 50. Yet the solidarity and recovery hydroxychloroquine trials continued into June, stopping only after their extreme doses were exposed. Finocchio made sure to control the treatment guidelines for Charlie Victor that came out of the NIAID advising against both chloroquine drugs and ivermectin. Finocchio's NIAID also canceled the first large-scale trial of hydroxychloroquine treatment in early disease after only 20 of the expected 2,000 subjects were enrolled. What does this all mean? Well, let's find out. Number one, there was a conspiracy between the five authors of the Nature paper and the heads of the NIH NIAID and Welcome Trust to cover up the lab origin of Charlie Victor. There was a conspiracy involving Dazek, Finocchio, and others to push the natural origin theory. See other emails in the recent drop. There was a conspiracy involving Dazek to write the Lancet letter and hide its pro, uh, proven, provenance to push the natural origin theory and paint any other idea as conspiracy theory. Collins' blog post is another piece of the story. Farrar was intimately involved in both large hydroxychloroquine overdose trials in which about 500 subjects total died. That's 500 Uh, as opposed to like how many people did this test. I don't know. Farrar, Finocchio, and Collins withheld research funds that could have supported quality trials of the use of chloroquine drugs and ivermectin and other repurposed drugs that might have turned around the pandemic. Are the four individuals named here? Finocchio, Daszik, um Collins, and Farrar intimately involved in the creation of the pandemic as well as... Prolongation and improper treatments used during the pandemic. Well, it says read the rest here, but you know what? I think we get the point here. We get the point. The ending of the article goes, This is an absolutely huge development. The same people responsible for the virus were responsible for eliminating valid treatment alternatives for the same virus. We are now looking at mass murder on an unfathomable scale. You think? Do you think? Uh, Let's hold the governors responsible too who stuck these lovely senior people in senior homes even when they were infected. Let's, Let's hold those people accountable as well. Honestly, I think this whole article explains everything. Um, It explains everything. I don't think I have to break down anything. I think you can hear the disgust in my voice as I read this. And also the, I don't know, the, um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? The sarcasm. Sarcasm. We have to do more digging on this thing. And lately, Finocchio has been on the hot seat. And I'm hoping that he he will uh, be brought to justice for all the BS that he's put this whole... Especially here in America. He's put us through a lot of ish. A lot of ish. Based on lies. I don't know what else to say. Maybe we should give him one of each experimental vaccine to, to, to and use him as a test uh, experiment. What do you think? I don't know. I think it's a fair um, just punishment. Firing squad with injections. I don't know. I don't know. So anyways. I want to thank you for listening. And. I know the two topics today were very very heavy. But. Nonetheless. These things have to be let out. Because people out there. The normies. so, to, uh, so The so called normies out there. They need to know. They need to know what's going on. If they don't know what's going on by this time, then they're probably choosing to stick their head underground and not care about what's really going on and shame on them, especially if they have children. Shame on them. Anyways, time for me to say goodbye. And as I end every show, with that being said, the bar is now closed.
1: I can't help but wonder if I'm under a spell, it's more than a passing. I've never fallen with such devotion I can't help but wonder If it's only a dream Am I naive or can I believe That things are really they see can anyone explain it? how to understand what's true I know I just can't take it whenever I I can't help but wonder If you wonder about me Cause lately I can't help but wonder How wonderful this might be